I took this class because I listened to a lot of podcasts. I feel like there's a lot of um, skills that you learn from this that can be applied to a lot of different things. And I do think it's a really great resume builder as well. So honestly, at first, I kind of signed up for this class because I thought it was kind of like funny. The more I think about it, like, I think this class could actually be helpful. I've always been just like be able to talk. So I was like, yeah, I'd rather not do work and just talk about something I'm really passionate about. Hello and welcome to The Pod Class, your weekly lesson in audio storytelling. I'm your host, Tony Dieslon-Smith. I'm an assistant professor of practice in the Brian Lamb School of Communication at Purdue University, and I teach a course on podcasting. And this podcast is my way of sharing what we're learning in that class with you. So if you're interested in learning a podcast or in teaching podcasting, this is the pod for you. This is the pod class. This week, we practiced a video podcasting setup. I have to admit, I'm a bit stumped on how to teach video podcasting, as you can tell by this awkward intro video that you might be watching, or maybe not, because I'm so confused about what video podcasting is supposed to be doing. I mean, partly I'm a purist. I feel like the audio storytelling format is meant to be heard, not watched. And there's a place for video, but... I know I'm fighting against a rising tide of video podcast viewers, most of them being from the younger generation. And I have to admit, it's a growing medium. In June 2023, Spotify announced they had over 100,000 video podcasts on their platform. That number might not even include the video podcasts on YouTube that don't distribute on Spotify. So as a video producer and a former TV producer, I have to wonder, what makes it a podcast and not just a talk show? Is it the fact that they're wearing headphones, which I'm not right now and I really should be? I posed this question to my students and I discussed it in this week's episode with my guest, Mel. I made the class do a video practical to record this week's episode. They got a chance to see the extra layer of work that is involved when you're setting up cameras. Of course, their apps will record the video as well, and we tested that out too, to mixed results. Here's more from that interview. Mel, thanks so much for being here today on the pod class. Um, So you are a video student, right? I am. But you chose to take my podcasting class. Yes. Can I ask what is bringing you to podcasting today? Yeah, so I'm not actually from the college of communications i'm actually in agriculture communication so i come from the college of agriculture and they as they have great opportunities over there i wanted to expand my skill sets um, because there's a lot of things that employers are looking for to bring into the agriculture industry such as video production and in this case podcasting so um i like you know i had you last semester um And I really enjoyed that class, and you talked about podcasting. It sounded really interesting. I've always talked to my sister about starting a podcast, but I never had the means to do so. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to add to my portfolio and just learn a little more. Well, speaking of your sister, the other day in class, we discovered that she was actually one of the winners of the podcast. She was. um, The (laughs) C-SPAN podcast competition, and you didn't even know that. I didn't. Grace likes to do a lot of things humbly and doesn't like to gloat about what she does, and she lives in Washington, D.C. right now, and she was like, yeah, I just went on a walk with my friend Brian. I was like, Brian who? Brian Lamb. I was like, Grace. That's like the guy that... (laughs) 
put our every, school is yeah, named after like that's the whole reason i'm here like that's cool and she's like yeah i've talked to him about your podcast that you're doing and she's just very humble about those things but she's got a niche for the calm side well that's amazing that she is promoting your podcast yeah. to ryan lamb that's incredible <laughs> I can't do this. Can I please borrow your headphones? I cannot work like this without this. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, are you okay? I'm fine. I hope you guys are lying on Kyle. Do you understand? Yeah, no, I do understand. That, that I feel like I'm See, I was flying. Enjoying, I was enjoying listening to you guys. I know. I feel like I'm sense. flying a little blind without them. Oh, I don't know, guys. To me, having... Um, these on and being able to hear myself and yeah. it just it and sounds more like a podcast <laughs> and without him i feel like we're just being silly okay <laughs> now brian lamb is in the video world you were in the video world mm-hmm. and today as we're recording this podcast for those of you that are listening only we are recording it on video uh, at least are, are attempting to multiple videos yeah. actually two gopros two big cameras and well, three big cameras, and then on our Mac devices. Yeah, we're trying out an app through the Spotify um, website. But do you, I want to ask you, because for me, I'm a video person, but this is so foreign to me, the idea of mixing audio and video. I've been doing audio since undergrad. I've been doing video since undergrad. The two nary shall meet as... They're separate mediums to me. Yeah. Um, but I hear... Haha, ha, pun intended, that your generation watches more podcasts. Do you yeah. watch podcasts? So for me personally, there's only one podcast that I watch when the video comes up, but I am more of a podcast listener when I'm in the vehicle. Don't like to be distracted driving. So I just like to listen or when I'm going on a walk. But if I'm ever at home and the opportunity arises that there is a video, sometimes I do like to watch the podcasts like on your laptop or phone i usually set up my phone when i'm doing laundry or trying to clean my room while i'm listening to a podcast yeah does it surprise you and anyone in the room can also nod here we have all these videographers watching us as we talk (laughs) um that my generation would find it odd to like watch a podcast i mean is that yeah yeah is that odd or is that just the way it is do you guys recognize that I mean, for me, I didn't really start listening to podcasts until I was about a senior in high school. And then by that point, I feel like in the podcasting industry, the video kind of started to become a normal Mm, thing. It was more so when I was in college that the video started coming out. And I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, it makes sense that that they're going to record the audio. Might as well take the video because that's a good point. And for you all, it just the it's just the way it is. Yeah. Whereas I have this kind of separation just from my timeline on this earth. And so we have this big setup here. So we have GoPros, like you said. We have the app, and we have three big cameras. Um, what are your thoughts on incorporating video into your own podcast? I think it would be cool down the line. I'd like to figure out actually how to make my podcast good. <laughs> not that it's not good, um, but I feel like it's an element that I would add down the line, especially with my podcast, I hope to start interviewing in- industry professionals after I leave the classroom. Um, and if I'm talking to a CEO of an agriculture company, I think it'd be really cool to get that on video because it's just a cool opportunity to be there with someone with a title of that magnitude. Yeah. Um, and just with my friends chit-chatting on my podcast, I mean, it'd be fun, but I don't know if I'm at the level that I want to be to implement that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about your podcast a little bit. So okay. you do, you interview um, 
women about their life growing up on farms. It's called Farmer's Daughter. Yes. Um, Tell us why you wanted to do this podcast. So I wanted to create a platform for, you know, farmer's daughters, women growing up in agriculture, because I just noticed before I started this class, I took a step back and I was like, wow, I'm surrounded by so many educated and passionate women that just don't let anything get in their way. And hearing stories about, you know, them growing up in agriculture, it's very relatable to myself. And it's not the type of stuff that you hear every day. So giving them a platform to talk about their research or working on the farm or going to work for a corporate company or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. in their college career or their actual career, I just wanted to give them a platform because... Not that women are overlooked in agriculture, but from an outsider perspective, you don't go, oh, the woman farmer. Well, it sounds like you're defying stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. And and you're kind of embracing the farmer's daughter, I guess, what, the, what would the you stereotype. call it? The, so like the you... ditzy, <laughs> yeah. Daisy Duke wearing yes. role person, right? Yeah. And kind of define that with the people you interview, the topics you discuss. I think that's a great idea for the podcasting space and mm-hmm. something that is definitely needed in there. Um, so we're barely on episode two production. You're mm-hmm. working a little bit ahead. Um, what have been some kind of challenges and obstacles for you in, in doing this? I think the biggest challenge for me is since it is an interview-based podcast, finding finding the people that I want to interview and both of us making time in our schedule. So for me, I'm a senior. I'm in 15 credit hours but a lot of these people that I'm interviewing they're research based and they have a part-time job at the research lab or they're taking extra genetics classes and so really finding that time to interview with them and then it's usually pretty late in the week and then finding time to edit because we have such great full conversations but there's only so much that makes sense in chronological order so taking that conversation piece by piece and putting it together, very time-consuming. Yes, absolutely. People kind of, I know students kind of um, overlook the editing time. And then probably now everybody, I think I even asked in our last class, like about editing time, everyone look like hours. We've been doing it for (laughs) hours. (laughs) We're editing for hours. And I know the feeling because I'm the same. I would probably have a C if I took my own class because (laughs) I fall behind so much. One thing I noticed in your podcast is, your presentation voice talk about defying stereotypes so i notice you mix that like folksy (laughs) farm girl with like pretty um i guess articulate clear presentation style and i gotta ask i mean is this natural or if you've had training i mean so growing up my mom always said I've always been so scared of public speaking. She can talk one-on-one, she can talk to groups of people, but when it comes to talking in front of a large group of people, she always hated it. So she always pushed my sister and I to do public speaking things. So I think my first public speaking endeavor was when I was in kindergarten. I stood up in front of a panel of judges to run for a rodeo princess, and I had to memorize a speech and give it. That sounds really cute. Yeah, I was cute back in the day. (laughs) A rodeo princess speech. Yeah. But it sounds like your mom took the speech part just as seriously as maybe the dresses and the... Yes. I'm sure you have to do some kind of rodeoing. Yeah, so you do a horsemanship pattern um, to show your skills in the equine industry. You do a speech and then an interview. And that goes all the way, I mean, kindergarten to the National High School Rodeo. I stopped after 
eighth grade, I was I liked the officer stuff more. Um, so going through FFA and 4-H, I did speech contests. And then I also served as a three-time national officer for the High School Rodeo Association, um, where I did a lot of speaking in front of thousands of people just representing our association. And that's kind of where I got my my niche for the speaking voice. <laughs> and then talk about, again, it circles back to your podcast yeah. in the... We don't expect this. Yeah. We definitely don't expect this from Rodeo <laughs> Princess. Yeah. The side of speaking and honing your communication skills and now going into ag communication. I mean, it yeah. sounds like your road has been paid, like been building since you were five. Yeah. And my mom definitely, definitely helped with that and set my sister up and I for success. And it's just definitely helped talking in front of groups of people. Oh, well, tell your mom I admire her for that. That was a really smart job. <laughs> well, she'll be here next week for her episode in my podcast. So so she's getting interviewed. <laughs> she is. She's coming up to campus for me. So now all that training and pushing is going to come back to her. <laughs> yeah. Because she is not a great public speaker, but now no. she, you're going to have her in the hot seat. Yeah. But well, be nice to mom. I will. Okay. <laughs> so for students who are interested in getting into podcasting or taking this class, do you have any advice? I should have planned this answer out before I came in here. If you don't have advice, that's okay. You can say it. I have zero advice. (laughs) I think I got it. My advice to someone doing this podcast class is do the research. Whatever topic you're doing or talking about, whether it's music or farmer's daughters or animals, anything that you're doing, do the research. Have the facts and make sure you're prepared for the conversations that you're going to have. I push research so much. It, I think it annoys yeah. students. I don't realize <laughs> that a podcasting class is going to involve so much research. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Mel, for coming in and interviewing for the pod class. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate the time you took here today. Thanks for listening to the pod class, your weekly lesson in audio storytelling. And thanks to our guest, Mel, for sitting in on camera to discuss podcasting with me. Next week, we'll have Cameron... Who is a who is a sound engineer? See now I can't edit that. Next week we'll have Cameron, who is a sound engineering student, and we'll get to talk to him about his podcast where he examines and we'll get to talk to him about his podcast where he examines um, the production of pop music. This is this is terrible to do this on video. I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. Until then, I'm Tony Diaz Smith. Podclass is a production of the Brian Lamb School of Communications Digital Media Production Center at Purdue University.